welcome to episode 102 of Taking With You for January 16th, 2011. This is Taking With You. They paid paradise and put up a fucking lie. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? They paid paradise. Put up a fucking line They took all the trees And put them in a tree museum And charged the people a dollar And I have to see them No, no, no Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone You'd be in paradise And put up a fucking line Ah yes, listening to the soothing sounds of the Counting Crows and Vanessa Carlton. Old favorite song, Big Yellow Taxi. Kind of cool lyrics to the song if you listen to it. I know a lot of people think it's like a tree hugger song. But really, it's about losing things and then not appreciating what you have when you do have it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But that's not what our podcast is about today. Our podcast is about where do you draw the line when it comes to right and wrong? How do you know what's right and wrong? What kind of standards do we use to decide what is right and wrong? We're going to talk about that. Take your comments from Facebook and Twitter. And we've got all sorts of other things to talk about today. We're going to talk about Star Wars on Blu-ray. That'll be fun. And then... We're also going to discuss something else that I can't remember, so we'll get there in a minute. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the song. This is Big Yellow Taxi by the Counting Crows and Vanessa Carlton. Why not they pay paradise to put up a parking lot? Hey, 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 pay paradise and put up a parking This song was in my head. Do you have any idea? I'm not sure exactly. You don't know? It's on this commercial that's on TV, and they keep playing it over and over huh, and what, over. What commercial is that? Beats me. All I know is that the uh, the little bop bop, you know, when they do the little background vocal mm-hmm. things, bop, it really caught bop. my interest. So I went and looked up the the name of the song, mm-hmm. and then found it was by several different people. And well, I mean performed by several different people but i think the counting crows 
actually do it on the commercial along with Vanessa Carlton. She's the girl that's singing along with them. Hmm. I don't know. I was just into the song, so I got it and played it it's, on the podcast. It has interesting lyrics. Well, yeah. It's worth a listen, even just listening to the words. Well, Get yeah. you thinking. Yeah, sure it's a thinking is. song. Sure. I really should probably put up the notes for this episode so I know what we're talking about today, shouldn't I? Yeah, I probably should too. I you don't have them up either? I don't because um, my daughter was playing Words with Friends with me, so I had I'm 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 gonna pull them up. You're right playing now. Words with Friends instead of doing the podcast. See, well, I told you, I told you it was addicting, didn't I? It is. So I'm I'm going to my notes right now. I'm I'm gonna find them. I really am. Um, haha, for the Taken with You show. Yeah. From you, I've got them up. So, oh. Except for that doesn't look right. What do you mean it doesn't look right? It's just a a, a, a file, a text file. Um, you can open a text file. Yeah. I if you go I, to the bottom of your I email, she's using her iPod one. Touch, everybody. She's a techie yeah. and she doesn't even know it. I found it, I think. I have to help her be techie, though. Um, I have to open up the attachment. Okay. No, I think that's the wrong one, too. Oh, Boy, I, I have, I guess it's good you send me lots of emails. I like it when you send me emails. Oh. Well, we have lots of things to talk about today um, going on around our house. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went searching for a dog. We did. As as most of our listeners know, we lost our dog of 13 years. Mm -hmm. Tessie is gone. We miss her. Yes, we miss our Tessie. But we we just don't want to... We don't want to just get any dog. It has to be the right one. It has to, because Tessie picked us, you know. It was like a, she knew that she belonged in our family. She, so she walked right up to you when you went to see the puppies, and she picked you. Yes, she did. So we're kind of waiting till we get the right dog. Yes, we, we are. found the right one yet. Yes, we are looking for the right dog. So we went down to a place that, that is down here, like a, it's an animal shelter kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it's called Paws. I don't mm-hmm. know what it stands for. But anyway, they uh, they try to get the dogs adopted to people and cats. Mm-hmm. Adopted instead of, you know, killing them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they want to do it so you don't have to kill them. Yeah. And so... We went to uh, go shopping for a dog, and what happened? Well, you did find one that you kind of liked, but I looked at the paws of this dog, and it was going to get really, really big. I could tell it was going to get really, really big, and we have a small house, so I kind of vetoed that dog. It was a beautiful, like, black lab, but it was going to get really big. It was about a year and a half old. And um, it may have been as tall as it's going to get, but I looked at those paws and I said, it's going to get big. Really? You thought it was going to get way bigger? Oh, I know it was going to get way bigger. Well. It was going to get really big. It was so nice and it was, it just loved me. didn't want me to leave it. You know, gosh, I'm a sucker. Yeah, you are. And I couldn't help it. When it comes to animals, you just, I think... I think if we had more money, we would probably have, like, a whole zoo full of animals. There have been different times in our lives. I mean, we've had lizards. We've had bunnies. We've had guinea pigs for 14 years. We pretty much have had a zoo. But right now, we only have three cats. And that's okay. Mm. I want a dog. Yeah, I know. 
There's something about having a dog. You know, they're like good vacuum cleaners. You know? Uh-huh. And they're just cool. They, they you know... They, you know what, though? I think they make more for the vacuum to pick up than they vacuum up themselves. How do you figure? You're not the one that vacuums. <sighs> you get lots of dog hair and you get dog food crumbs. And and when we had a dog, we would give the dog a bone on the kitchen floor. Yeah. And it would take it onto the carpet to eat it. <laughs> so, you know, they make a mess. They are messy, but we do love our dogs. Yes, we do. When we have them. But, yeah. So I guess we'll just keep looking for them. Huh? Mm-hmm. We kind of would like a smaller dog that we could take with us. That's my thinking anyway. Because before when we had Tessie, she's kind of a medium-sized dog. What was that? You're going to see. I'm going to transition into the next dog. Okay, talk about the dog for a minute. <laughs> anyway, our thought, our thinking was if we got a smaller dog... That we could take the dog with us in the car easier. Yes. So we'll keep you updated on our search for a dog. In the meantime, I'd like to play you a really cool uh, band uh, called Moon 8. Brad Smith is the artist. He uses the Nintendo to recreate popular songs. And I just thought it was so cool that I thought I would play a little bit. because you showed me some of this a while ago. This is just really cool. And here it is. This is Money by Pink Floyd. Isn't that just cool? That's just really cool. It's very unique. I just thought that was cool that they could use different... They could... Well, Brad Smith is the guy's name, and I guess he has other things that he's done before. Well, since you're doing something kind of futuristic music-wise, we can transition into the other thing that you had on our notes. And what's that? That you found something that you already ordered for your birthday that doesn't come till next October. September. So, well, September is your birth or October. October is, your is my birthday. You already bought yourself a birthday present. Yeah, I uh, did a year in advance. Do you know what it is? Yes, because um, you told me you bought yourself a birthday present. I pre-ordered on Amazon without even asking. Yes, you did. You're getting good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-ordered all six Star Wars movies. Yeah, we used to have this thing that that we weren't going to buy anything more than twenty dollars without talking to each other first. Well, now here's here's how I figured it. Uh huh. Okay, gotta listen to this rationale, everybody. Go okay, ahead. well, and then we'll just get to what you do to rationalize <laughs> rational. How do you say it? Rationalize. How do? You, I pretty much, I pretty much. You come home with a dress and say, "Look how much money I saved you! I got this for fifteen dollars, and it was regular eighty. Look how much money I saved you!" Okay, let me do that for you. Look how much money I saved (laughs) us! I got six. Count them: six Blu-rays. Uh huh. Blu-rays of all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Plus two or three extra bonus Blu-rays with all the extra content and stuff from Amazon. I pre-ordered it for around ninety bucks. 
At first, she told me eighty. What well, was eighty nine ninety nine? I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if it, you know, anyway, pre ordered it. I just, I really just don't see the difference much between DVD and Blu Ray, and we already have the DVDs of all the Star Wars. And they don't movies. charge you until they send it, so it's, we've got till September. I can, I can save up a little bit of money at a time. Well, for my own birthday present. For your own birthday present. But I, I, I looked at it this way. We have a Blu-ray player. We only own like two or three Blu-rays. We own three. Okay. And that was Star Trek, the movie, yeah, new Star movie. G.I. Joe, the new movie. Uh-huh. And we and have... Um, what's the other one? Oh, The Last Starfighter. The Last Starfighter that mm-hmm. was made in the 80s. That's the only Blu-rays we have. Yeah. So I figured we needed some other Blu-rays to round out the collection. Don't you think? Hmm. I don't know. I like the idea of, of renting them at the red box for a dollar fifty and then taking them back and not having the clutter, but, but you know But no wait, wait. This is Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars in Blu ray. In Blu ray. Perfectly crystal clear picture with amazing sound. Blu ray. You mm, Blu ray it is. Hmm. Superior picture quality it is. Do you really think it is that much better? Yeah. Oh. Okay, whatever you say, dear. But all six movies. Yeah. You're not really excited about this like I am. No. No, I'm not. (sighs) Most films are pretty good quality because, like, if we watch something on on our um, flat screen TV... And it's a done in film. I think it looks pretty good. Now, just regular TV, like if you see a HD program, but then a regular commercial that wasn't filmed in HD, looks pretty lousy. It looks pretty lousy. So but. wait till you see a film that has been translated into Blu-ray HD hmm. of Star Wars. You know, I'll wait to get excited. I'm sorry. Star Wars in Blu-ray. Yeah. This is like visiting the the place where they filmed the Jane Austen movies mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, right. The A&E six-hour version, maybe. Yeah. I guess we should talk about shopping for a dog <laughs> since you don't really care. So anyway, let's just hope I get the money by then to pay for it because I did put it on, uh, I put it on uh, Amazon and they'll just charge me when uh when it ships they have our credit card they know our numbers they know our names so anyway so enjoy the rest of this electronic music and we'll be back in a moment with all sorts of fun things right here on taking with you that's cool how they use a video game to do a song like this Well, as most of you know, Amy and I do a podcast every single week. This is called Take Him With You, and you're listening right now, I, I would imagine. She's not even talking. Um. Well, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to say. I think this is our 103rd podcast. Is that right? 103. 103. So we've been doing this for a while. Yes, we have, and we are very appreciative of those that have donated to the podcast to help keep us 
to pay the bills so that we can keep doing the podcast. That's been very, very, very helpful. We have a few people that give every single month to help us out, and we really, really appreciate that. But we kind of need some more people to help us. If you like this program and it's something that you really, really enjoy, um, we would like to be able to do more specials, keep the quality of the program at the standard that we have it now, and uh, bring in more guests and do all sorts of different things. But we can't do that, really, unless we can keep the, the bills going here at the house. And we'd really appreciate it if you would consider maybe giving a monthly donation to the Taking With You podcast. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a lot. If several people that listen um, give a little bit, it'll keep us afloat. It is. And, you know, I know I know times are not easy right now, obviously. I mean, we just had our health insurance go up and all that other stuff. Understand that it's, it's tough. But at the same time, if it's something that you really like and you get a lot of encouragement out of it, probably worth the investment. And uh, we go all over the world. 130 countries that we're in now. Mm-hmm. And we had, what was it, over 147,000 downloads this last year. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of downloads, a lot of people listening. <laughs> Whole bunches of gigs of transfer, I'm telling you. Uh, and we just really, really are having a great time reaching all over into places where, well, most people would never ever listen to a message that we're, t- you know, we're talking about a spiritual message without being religious. And I think a lot of people that wouldn't normally set foot in a church are listening and getting a lot out of it. We get a lot of great feedback and a lot of lives are being helped and encouraged. So definitely worth your investment. And if you would consider it, we would appreciate it. All you have to do is go to takehimwithyou.com Clom, com, <laughs> and click on the donate button. Um, we take donations on PayPal, and uh, it's Rick at takehimwithyou.com is the PayPal address that we have. Rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's my email address, and you can send it there if you want. It's not tax deductible. We're not a nonprofit thing. We're a business and everything, so I do stuff on the side, and so does Amy uh, to supplement our income. But if you could help, that would be very appreciated, wouldn't it, Amy? It sure would be. We just want you to know we pray for you guys every single week, uh, all of our listeners, and uh, we appreciate you. And any help you could give would be awesome. Thanks. It's here. The follow-up release to my Stargazer Music Project, M.W. Orbit. The short story and musical journey of an artificially intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I am M.W. Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there? To purchase your copy of M.W. Orbit, head on over to mw-orbit.com. To listen to samples, download your free bonus song, and purchase your digital instant download from CD Baby.
M.W. Orbit, The Short Story and Musical Journey. Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. I had a great chance to be interviewed on our local radio station about MW Orbit. Yeah, listen to it. I even recorded it. Well, kind of recorded it. You kind of recorded it before you left because you didn't trust me to push it. That was my backup copy. I had my friend Jeff Job from Canada, Uh our cool friend of the podcast and friend of our family, Mm -hmm. who we got to visit him and his wife when they came down for vacation and we got to go out and have fun. Uh-huh. Anyway, he recorded it for me as well, so we had to make sure we had it all ready to go. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to play that interview. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, so people can hear that. So that'll be kind of mm-hmm. fun. So you got that to expect and and look forward to if you want to um, towards the end of our discussion, all on our subject today. And our subject today, ladies and gentlemen, is an interesting subject called Where Do You Draw the Line When It Comes to What's Wrong And what's right? Stick around. We'll be right back. You know, Amy, when when we were little kids, we were taught right and wrong from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really an interesting subject because we live in a world now that gets kind of politically correct as far as people, you know, uh, belief systems and what's right and what's wrong. And we've all heard the popular phrase, well, do do whatever is right or or do what feels good or whatever. Well, and even when we were in grade school, they were starting to teach situational ethics. Instead of what was right. what was yeah. It was like black and white before. And then mm-hmm. it kind of got smeared into, well, it might be wrong for one person, but it's not wrong for another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when our parents and grandparents were growing up, there was definitely white and black. And then about... When we were in school, we were both born in the 60s, and by the time the Dude. 70s came along, there's a lot of um, kind of gray teaching where they thought there's, I don't know, they were just more wishy-washy about well, stuff. Yeah, and I think a lot of that had to do with the the uh, going away from what had been taught as far as Judeo-Christian values up to mm-hmm. that point. People began to question that, or or they just stopped going to church, and spirituality went out the window when it came to like Christian type of stuff. And then a flood of other beliefs started Mm -hmm. to come in, and people were looking for the answer to right and wrong. And so now we live in a in a in a world, and in and in the United States here, in a place where we have so many different belief systems Mm -hmm. on what right and wrong is. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong to question your beliefs and, you know, like, not, I think 50, 60 years ago, 
people were just kind of expected to act like a Christian, whether it was in their heart or not. And it's kind of nice sometimes to know what you believe for yourself and not just because it's been superimposed on you. Yeah, I I would agree. I I think, though, it's really interesting when you do a little search and and you look at history. Mm -hmm. Um, Throughout history, as far as our Western culture is concerned, our laws and what we govern society with were based on biblical mm-hmm. biblical information. I mean, you even look at the court of law and, and they have like the 10 commandments on the wall, you know, and etched in stone above the supreme court there's, you know, Moses getting the is it, is it Moses getting the, the laws from God? Yeah and, yeah. and there's there there's tons of biblical references, not to say that mm-hmm. that is all that our laws are based on, but back then, you know, back in the early days a lot of the foundation that we that said this was a, a good law, this was a bad law, came from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And even our founding fathers, um, I can't remember who said this, but they said that our government and our freedom would only last as long as people could govern themselves as far as um, living godly lives, as, you know, doing doing what is right themselves. And so... Um, if if people couldn't govern themselves, then our government would fail and our freedoms would fail. Very true. So I thought it would be really interesting to do a program on where do you draw the line? Because we do live in a society where so many people draw from different different things mm-hmm. on what is right and wrong. And I thought it'd be interesting to do a little study and find out um, what people, where people get their morals. And and where they get their idea of what's right and wrong. And so I asked the question, what do you base your concept of right and wrong on? Mm-hmm. Because we know so many people from so many varied walks of life. I thought it would be really interesting to hear what people base what is right and wrong on. it. And then I thought we'd come back and talk a little bit about our conscience, um, you know, guilt. Um, Does everyone have a Jiminy Cricket sitting on their shoulder? And always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> Give a little whistle. <whistles> yeah, there you go. So I thought we could talk about a little bit about that towards the end of the program, and and uh, and then just kind of look at what God says is right and wrong because mm. it it's, may surprise some people. Yeah, we had some really good answers. So let's get so into let's them. Get into this it. is from Facebook and Twitter. Now mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about it. the question was, what did I ask? What do you base the concept of right and wrong on in your life? And our first response was from Oli. And um, he said, I used to think it was because... That's Ollie, not Oli. Oli. I'm going, who's Oli? Oli. It's Oli. Oh. Sven and Oli. No, and this Ollie? is Oli, my friend Oli. Okay, sorry Who's really cool. That. He's a really cool guy, and he really likes sci-fi. Just wanted to I, say that. I grew up with a Scandinavian family, so You know Oli, but Ollie. you don't realize it. Oh, okay. His wife works at Safeway. And... Okay, sorry about that, Oli. 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 Don't I call say him Oli. Okay, Oli. Oli. Okay, I'll just pretend that's an A-W there. No, Ollie is spelled <laughs> O-L-L-I-E. Now go ahead and talk. Say what, what okay. did Ollie say? said, I used to think it was because I would be judged for it in the end, but that was the way the world turned toward um, karma. But when I got deeper into my faith, I learned to do the right 
thing simply for the right purpose. So basically he's saying that right and wrong are wrapped up in our motives, not necessarily our rule book. So he's, now he's decided to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that would be your motives. Mm-hmm. He challenges his motives. And he, and the deeper he got into his faith. And I happen to know he, he is a believer in God. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is another one. Harry, um, he's a good friend of ours. He said, you either know the difference between right or wrong or you don't. It's wired into the human DNA. If someone doesn't know that difference, no matter what amount or no, ma- um, no amount of educational classes will teach him the di- that difference. Wow, that's an interesting concept. It is. And one of the things I thought is like, hmm, they're wired into the DNA. I wonder who wired them. Well, I mean, <laughs> as, belie- as believers, we believe that God did give us a sense of what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, whether we do it or not is up to us. Yeah, it does say that he will write the, his, his law, law upon our, our hearts so, that, so that we might not sin against him. Mm-hmm. However, we have also, also known, us a choice. we've known individuals that through trauma as a child mm-hmm. or going through some really rough stuff as a kid, um, living in a, in a household that was just We're crazy. kind of rewired. <laughs> they, well, they got, they, they were damaged that mm-hmm. way and they're. They don't feel the same way you and I do, and so therefore they are able to do very, very bad things mm-hmm. and not have any remorse about it. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we know people like that. I mean, we know there, there's a lot of people in prison like that, and a lot of people that aren't. There's a lot of corporate executives that will climb the ladder and, and climb over people. Mm-hmm. And and all of us know somebody that's very difficult to work with. And if, if you look at them and realize they don't have the same same conscience, conscious. Mm-hmm. Not conscience. No, conscience. Oh, how do I say it? I know. Not no. conscious, but conscience. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same mechanisms working on the inside of them that, that says the, what is the, right and wrong. The ability to be compassionate and have empathy and and think about others, putting well, others and, first. And I find it really interesting, too. The, uh, as Ollie said, the, the more you get into um, your faith... There are some answers there of why people do certain things. Mm-hmm. And when it really boils down to things, the, the, the bad things that happen on this planet, like war and famine and uh, bad things that happen to people, those things are completely related to selfish ambition. So there mm-hmm. are people that, that go through a really rough time in life um, because other people are super selfish. Mm-hmm. And in James chapter 4, it says, why are there quarrels and fights among you? Don't they exist because you want something and you you don't get it? Mm-hmm. And so you kill and you covet and you do all these bad things to get what you want. When really what you should do is ask God for his help and his mm-hmm. provision and follow after him. And if you do that, then you won't hurt other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it but but i would agree with harry into in some in some sense because i do believe that hardwired mm-hmm. into human beings there is some sense of right and wrong now we probably harry and i probably disagree on on how that was put in there mm-hmm. because i i would say that god put that on the inside of us he's really he has well his bio you know his bible said that he wrote the law on our hearts now some of us you know, like you said, some have chosen 
to not listen to that or, you know, not... Or reject it for whatever reason. Not, or not live by it. I right. think a lot of times, most people, not all people, because like you said, some there people some have people are... become sociopathic or whatever mm-hmm. because of their upbringing or... Or circumstances. Circumstances or, or brain damage or right. whatever it is. Seriously, um, yeah. But I think for the most part, most of us know it's wrong to hurt others. Right. You know, and, and Jesus summed up the whole law of the Bible when he said... Do unto others as yeah. you would have them do unto you. Yeah. And to love your neighbors yourself. The golden rule, as they say. Mm-hmm. To love your neighbors yourself. I got a great comment on Twitter from our friend uh, Daryl that said, Help versus hurt. Hurting is wrong. Helping is right. It's that simple for me. That's how he determines what right and wrong is. And that sounds a lot like what Jesus said. He said, love your neighbors, you love yourself. And loving is helping, not hurting. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, that if you look across um, religious um, organizations and and philosophies, you will find that quite a few of them have similar similar situations uh, as far as what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. There are some, though, that I think, and, and you know, I said right at the very beginning of our podcast, 103 podcasts ago, mm-hmm. I said we wouldn't g- get down on any other religions. We wouldn't, that isn't what this program is about. But I will say this if you do research on, the, on belief systems, um, out of all the different ones that I've done, I feel like, like the Bible is the most kind when it comes to what's right and wrong. There are there are some other philosophies out there that will say some things like uh, where they bring in that whole idea of what's wrong for one person isn't wrong for another person and, and, and it starts to gray and pretty soon you don't know what right and wrong is. There's no absolutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit dangerous because there needs to be some... We need, as human beings, I think we need to have something that we hang our hat on. And mm-hmm. and and so of all the research I did, I felt like Christianity or the way the way the Bible Christianity in general can do some pretty mean things. I mean, people who are Christians. Well, the, but but the yeah. philosophy I think is the most kind when it comes to helping people and doing the right thing. Mhm. Well, the teachings of Jesus in the New Testament were definitely teachings of love and forgiveness and compassion. Yeah. And um Pretty cool teachings, if I say so myself. Now the challenge is living them. Yeah. What What else did you get? We've got lots of good ones. Um, Preston said, I can't really say that I base it on anything. I suppose you could call it intuition. Like Harry said, you, just, you should just know. For me, if it feels wrong, it usually is. I guess you could say that doing wrong goes against nature. You can feel it. Hmm. And again, I think that lines up again with some of the things that we've read in the Bible where it says, you know, <clears throat> basically a man, if a man only does what's right in his own eyes, he can be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But if if you honestly, if you don't have a lot of stuff clogging up your life, if you start to do something wrong, you know it's wrong. Are you getting a, getting a phone call? I am. Who do you, you have from? A, it's from our son, Nathan. Just a second. Here it is. Nathan's calling. Put him hi, on speakerphone. Hi, so Nathan. Just a second. You're on speakerphone. We got you on the podcast, man. We're on Taken With You. We're recording right now. Oh, really? Say yeah. hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what are you up to, man? Well, I was calling because it's snowing here. Yeah, it's snowing here, too. 
It's supposed to be a huge winter storm, and we're supposed to get snowed in and stuff. Wow, that's cool. We're not supposed to get snowed in. It's supposed to snow till like around seven or eight tonight, and then get rainy for us. Yeah. yeah. Or they said that there's like this huge like cold front or something coming down. It's gonna make it bad. Hey, yeah. will you do me a favor and make a snowman? Oh well, we will if it snows enough. Right now, it's just like it just started. So. I have a challenge. Make a snow spock. But it looks like snow clouds. Yeah. yeah, we we've had a white sky here for a while too. Um, it, we're a little bit further on the coast than you are. You're more inland, so you might get more snow and have it stick around a little longer than we will. I'm just hoping we get classes canceled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Yay. you probably don't get as many classes canceled there because no, you live on campus. Oh, if the professors can't get to class. Okay, that makes sense. We'll be back in just a moment after we talk to our son. (laughs) So while Amy talked to Nathan, I I walked in in the light dusting of snow we're getting down to the mailbox and back using my new scarf that I got from uh, one of our listeners and friends. Yeah, we got got some nice scarves. You have a purple and black one, Mm -hmm. and Catherine got a yellow one, and I have kind of a... A soft pink one. And can I just say, Tiffany, did you make these? Because I think you did. I think she said she was planning on making us Well, I'm totally impressed because it's very warm and very nice. And I put a picture up on Facebook of me and my scarf. I'm very impressed because I've made some scarves before and it took me like a month to make one half the size. So So big shout out to Tiffany. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. You're very awesome at this. You should like make these for people. Oh, I guess you did. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Also got some cool artwork that she did. You're a very, very talented artist. You should do like really cool like tattoos and and um, t-shirt designs and stuff. She would be good yeah. at it. Yeah, it was cool. Reminded me of that kind of art that the, the folks that are so good at that. Yeah. So Tiffany, make tattoos. <laughs> she, you never know. Yeah, you never know. It could in be that. good. I just, um, I'm scared of tattoos. I'm scared people get infections or something. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Um, so let's, that's a whole other podcast. That's we another one. Do it on tattoos. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to talk about tattoos. I, if I had the guts to get one, I would, but I don't. Uh, I don't. But I have seen some people get their makeup tattooed on, like in a professional beauty parlor, and um, so that they don't have to put it on all the time. Oh. Like get their eyebrows or eyeliner done or lip liner. Our friend Kenny from California has two tattoos right now. At the, mm-hmm. at the airing of this podcast, he has the Hogwarts uh, Harry Potter symbol uh-huh. on his arm. And then he just recently got really a cool on one. On his calf, he got R2-D2. He got R2-D2 put on and all color cool looking. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. What would I get if I got a tattoo? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't get Spock. My name Probably not Data. Oh, yeah. That's it. I'll get Amy written with a heart around it. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, now we were having a discussion before our son called. We were discussing uh, what people, where they get their concept of right and wrong from. So we should get back to that. I've got one here that says, um, on Twitter says, a bit too complex to answer in 140 characters. Hmm. That is true. Keith, you rock. You're right. That's pretty hard to to, uh, say. That must have been on Twitter. Yeah. 
Because you can write longer ones on Now, I could, could, didn't, Gareth, you're going to have to explain to me what this was, and I should have asked you before we recorded. But he, Gareth said on Twitter, I suppose what you would accept if it was to happen to you is my answer. Uh, of, of course, given the laws of the land and state first. Well, that kind of makes sense to me because it's like do to others as you'd have them do to you. How as do long you, as they don't violate the laws of the land. Yeah, how do you want them to treat? How do you want others to treat you? You should treat others. That oh, way. okay. That's I didn't understand. You okay, all right, got it. Jesus said that. Yeah, it's a cool answer. And then our friend uh, Butterfly Amanda said, besides basic right and wrong learned from elementary school, I use Christian teachings and my own gut instinct. So a combination. Um, on Facebook, Wendell says, The Bible, including the Ten Commandments, um, that's his number one. Number two is society's general acceptable rules, a.k.a. laws. And three, personal beliefs, including one and two. Okay. And Karina says, The Bible, God's commandments, and my convictions from the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is working in everyone's life, even unbelievers. <coughs> Some people just choose to ignore him. Now, that's a that's a really interesting comment that she made. Who made that? Karina. Karina. Now, she uh, I remember her being in our youth group years ago. Uh, really nice, nice lady. And uh, I think she hit on something that is unique to the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And that is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um. I think a, a lot of times, you know, I mean, like Star Wars fans would say the force, you know, this, but the force isn't really personal. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Christianity, there's a really interesting, we should do a show sometime on the Holy Spirit and talk about who he is and how he operates and how he works and see what happens um, just for information for you that don't understand that or, or not heard of this. What happens is when you give your heart to God and you say, I don't want to do everything on my own anymore. I need you to help me. Um, the Bible says that he comes in and he dwells in your heart. He 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 starts. He revives a a heart that's been dead and just kind of wakes it up spiritually. And then he gives his Holy Spirit, which which I believe is the difference between, let's say, Christianity and other religions, because there is an active vibrant God involved in the everyday operation of our lives, which is way different than just following a set of teachings that happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So so what that means is, and, and I do believe that sometimes people, uh, especially Christians, will will take the Bible and they'll just follow it and they'll, and, well, they won't follow it, but they'll, they'll latch onto one part of it and just hammer that part of it and not really look at the whole picture, the mm-hmm. bigger picture. And and they do it, and they just say, "Well, I fulfilled the rule." And uh, but there's no feeling, there's no emotion, there's no there's no um, leading by the Holy Spirit involved in it because they just camera it through. And I think that's what makes our faith, you and I, Amy, our faith mm-hmm. come alive is when we are led or prompted by the Holy Spirit on what is right and what is wrong. And and sometimes it goes. It's not just feelings. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you to do things that you just wouldn't normally do, like pay for someone's groceries or or go bring something to a neighbor or clean out your closet or your cupboards and help people in need. And, and they're, they're just things that 
the Holy Spirit will kind of say that are out of your normal routine, he'll kind of give you a desire to do something. And sometimes there's things that, that we feel prompted to do that we don't understand why mm-hmm. until later. Yeah. And then we go, oh, that's why we were supposed to do that. And I know some people, they don't, they'll go, well, no, we don't. I mean, because we don't, I mean, we're not like really super rich. We don't have a huge amount of money. I mean, I guess in third world countries, we're probably rich to people. Mm-hmm. But we really are. I mean, we, it's not easy right now with everything. But sometimes God will, will actually prompt us through his Holy Spirit to help other people with either money or an item or different things like that. And sometimes it's hard for them to receive it because they know the situation we're in. But at the same time, if we don't do it, it would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, For and, us, it would be wrong. Yeah. So it's right for us to do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Mm-hmm. So that's just a it's 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 just a really interesting. I'm getting off the track of the of the whole thing of what's well, right and wrong. But I, what I was trying to say was the Holy Spirit helps us to determine what is right and wrong in any given situation mm-hmm. if we pause for a moment and ask for God's help. Well, it was interesting that Karina also said she believes her belief is that the Holy Spirit's working on everyone, believers and unbelievers. And I know you've talked about different things in your life. I grew up in a Christian home. But you've talked about different things in your life before you became a believer that I could still see God's hand in and God directing you and preparing you for for what you are and who you are today. Yeah, that's because I believe that the Holy Spirit and and the whole concept of who God is mm-hmm. and who and really who he is is alive and well whether whether he's in a box that the church puts him in or not. Mm -hmm. In other words, I I don't think that the only place that God exists is in the four walls of a church. In fact, I would believe quite opposite a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I think God is very alive and vibrant in the world around us if we look for him. Mm -hmm. And he isn't always necessarily in a place that we would expect him to be in. Well, the Bible says... Or think that he would be in. The Bible says that nature declares the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So... um, big truck going by sorry fedex Um, truck hi fedex truck (laughs) but anyway we see the glory of god we see god represented in nature and in um, people and places and things and and just creation um so anyway i don't know how we totally but but also his holy spirit um draws people to him yeah and sometimes that's through observing nature observing creation or observing different people in action by the well, Holy I, Spirit. I, I know a lot of people get into these big debates about evolution and stuff. I had a guy that I became friends with on uh, Facebook this just this week. And he, instead of saying, hi, how are you? He wrote me a note that said, do you believe in evolution? And do you believe, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And, and I came back and I answered him very, very um, nicely and everything. And I said, uh, Actually, I believe in an adaptation because I I think that uh, micro evolution. Well, yeah. Well, I think yeah. that I mean there's some aspects of it, but there's I mean that's mac- for a whole other podcast. Yeah. Macro but, versus but, but micro. the last point was I I said what I believe is that God created us and how He did that. I don't understand all of the the ramifications of it or or the how it was done, but I just know that that He created us, and so no, we weren't just happened by chance. I believe that every one of us are here for a reason and for a purpose. So anyway. That there was a divine design. Yeah, exactly. And there's lots of debate whether it took 
Seven days or I, seven million honestly, years. But, honestly, I don't really care how long yeah. it took. I really don't. I just know that for me, my life came alive when I gave it over to God. Mm-hmm. That and, and there's just something. I can't explain how that all works. I, I mean, we could go into Bible study and we could look at all these different things. But I'm just suffice it to say that God worked for me. And, and it cha- he changed my life. And I don't know. You know, I, I don't see that in a lot of other places. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Well, what's the next comment? The next one is by Julie, and this is really sweet. She said, "My grandma and my grandpa Dean taught me right from wrong, and I miss them." Oh yeah, that was sweet. I learned a lot from my grandparents. Too. I was thinking that this morning that I that I don't have any grandparents left anymore. Yeah, I they haven't. all have passed away. But uh, I did. You know, I learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, our our relatives don't have to be perfect for us to learn things. Oh yeah. And and you know my grandma and grandpa had their both sets had their quirks, <laughs> they really did. But they, there are some yeah, things that I had le- some very sweet parts of them too. Yeah, and I you know I learned a lot from them, and I'm so I was so thankful. I thought about it, very grateful and thankful that I got to spend some time around them when they were alive, mm-hmm. and and got to learn from them. They didn't teach me everything. My parents, you know, just through osmosis living in our home, we learned a lot from our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also there's just a. There's just there's so many different areas we learn from our teachers we learn from situations of what hurts and what doesn't mm-hmm. we you know and then you know came along the Bible for me and it and it really focused things in and I got to see how to be consistent in how I thought about right and wrong instead of all over the board mm-hmm. anyway this next one's a little bit longer one um but I know her and I know that she's very heartfelt about this so. Um, she quoted Proverbs fourteen twelve, says there is a way which seemeth right to unto a man, but in the end thereof are the ways of death. And I'll paraphrase that because that was King James, um, just saying that people can see things in their own way of thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the way it's going to cause trouble <laughs> sometimes. Um, everyone has their own standards of right and wrong. Anyone in their own strength can justify just about anything they do. And that's kind of true. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I've seen that, that the, even people that claim to have these great moral standards, you know, the fact is that all of us make mistakes. And the fact of it is we don't all live great lives sometimes we make bad decisions and choices and why fool everybody and pretend Mm -hmm. like we don't yeah all of us are in the same boat when it comes to that that's why i think nobody's perfect i think that's why sometimes people call certain people hypocrites because they'll come out real strong morally about this or that and Mm -hmm. and then they'll live differently you know so anyway let's i'll finish her thing here it says um We cannot even say that we know our own hearts. We may think we have good intentions and right motivation, but when God reveals to us the hidden desires of our heart, we may be surprised. God's word, his commands, his Torah, that that means like the first five books of the the Old Testament, um, and the Holy Spirit, which bear witness to Jesus, who bore witness to God's law and instruction, are the only standards for what is right and wrong. Anything else is leaning on our own understanding. That's very interesting. You know, I I can see I can see her point and I can see all the some of the others too because I do believe that God writes his law upon our hearts, 
But also, we can't just trust our feelings. Or because trust your feelings, well, Luke. <laughs> we can deceive ourselves. I think, I think that's the reason why countries have laws. Because if anyone, if everyone does what they want think to is do, right in their own eyes, they're going to get in eyes. trouble. You know, I mean, you can have some crazy guy down the street that thinks it's right to kill children. <laughs> right. Or, you right. know, and um, society has well, to say, we, no, that's we, not right to we, kill children. Well, we witnessed that in the United States here this last week mm-hmm. when that horrible shooting happened down in, at Arizona, in Arizona. And uh, the congresswoman was um, was shot and a bunch of people girl, were killed. And yeah. It was awful. And that guy thought he was totally right doing what he was doing. And he was totally wrong. Yeah. Of course, he was loony. You know, yeah. I mean, as the reports come in, we realize the guy was crazy. But still, mm-hmm. you know, he determined what was right and wrong in his own heart, and he was wrong. Mm-hmm. That that definitely comes to the point of you know you can deceive yourself. Sure. Um, and, and and don't fool. Let's not fool ourselves. We can be deceived very easily. Very easily, and if we don't have some type of standard that we cling to. One thing that I thought was interesting is as we were reading these different things is um, one of the guys who wrote a great deal of the New Testament was named Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul, and, the Apostle Paul. And one of the things that he said that even sometimes when he knows what's right to do, he has a hard time doing it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, boy, if the guy that, that wrote down half <clears throat> the New Testament has a hard time doing that, where does that put the rest of us? But yeah. but I do think, you know, it's important that we go to the Bible and we go to, um, like people said, older people that have lived Some wisdom us, that have that lived have a little wisdom. bit. Yeah. Um, the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counsel. That means, you know, you can see people that are older, wiser, and you can, you know, take, take, their experience and their counsel and well and, and I, also the yeah. bible and i and i think too when you i think society runs a risk sometimes when they make a huge list of what's right and what's wrong but then they don't have anybody to mediate that and that's the difference i think with christianity is that the holy spirit is the one who mediates what's right and wrong because you can have a whole list of things and we all know mm-hmm. that if you if you go just by the letter of the law all the time you can pretty well mess people up because mm-hmm. because there are times when things how do I put it they they don't fit there's situations that how are you going to know what's right and wrong in that situation well you need the holy spirit to help you mm-hmm. no i'm not saying throw all the law out the window at all i'm just saying that that there comes a point where you can beat people over the head with the bible mm-hmm. or you can embrace it and let it mold and change you and help you do what's right. Well, what what Jesus said is when he came and gave this greater law to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love and your neighbor as yourself, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That that didn't do away with the law, but actually fulfilled, fulfilled the law. Correct. Because if we were in fact loving God with all our heart and loving our neighbor as ourself, mm-hmm. we wouldn't need law. Well, I, I remember for years. I mean, you think about that for a moment. For years and years, when you were a youth pastor, you used to tell the teenagers, "You know what? If you're busy doing everything that you should be doing, you're not going to be having time to do the things you shouldn't be doing." That's, and it's totally true. <laughs> you know, if you feel, I mean, that, we've all heard the old adage, "Idle hands are the devil's workshop." Mm-hmm. And it really is true. If you don't have any focus or direction, you're probably going to wind up getting in trouble. 
Yeah, if you fill your time with doing God things, loving your neighbor, loving God. Helping people out. Helping people. Then you aren't going to have time to be doing things that are stupid, that are going to hurt yourself and hurt others. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Okay, anything else there? Well, there was one other thought that I had that I didn't write down. Are we down. done with the comments? We're done with the comments. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't tell th- me that. This was one thought that I was thinking about that I told you I wanted to share. Okay. Is um, There's a book that I read a while, a while ago to the kids, and it was about a lady named Marilyn Laszlo. Mm-hmm. She was a linguist. And, and a uh, missionary. And a missionary. To Papua New Guinea. Yeah, primarily. Primarily, she um, was a school teacher who retired and then spent the next 20-some years in Papua New Guinea living in a remote village Mm -hmm. where they didn't have a written language. And so she spent over 20 years with them figuring out their language and all their words and writing them down and then translating the Bible in their language, and she had a group of of young people that <coughs> were assigned to help her. Mm-hmm. But one day, she was sitting with an elder, and she had learned the language enough to ask him, "Well, what what are your rules, or what you know?" And I think she had been talking to him about about the Ten Commandments and what the Bible says is right and wrong. And he goes. We have those same rules, you know. We're not supposed to have sex with um, someone else's wife. And we're not supposed to say untrue things or, you know, say something. And he went through pretty much the Ten Commandments without ever seeing a Bible, without ever seeing... Or hearing that story. Hearing that story about Moses getting the Ten Commandments. That's interesting. So that would be proof there that... That um, God does write His law in the hearts of creation. Yeah, I just I just thought that was really interesting, and and I I can see Angela's point because that she wrote down because yeah we can deceive ourselves and kind of talk ourselves into things being we can okay justify just about anything that aren't if okay. We, yeah, but I think for the most part, people do know right from wrong. The trick is. Mm-hmm. Doing what's right. <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing. We may know what's right and we may know what's wrong, mm-hmm. but we may do the opposite. I mean, even the Apostle Paul that we talked yeah. about before, when he wrote the New Testament, part of the New Testament, he wrote one part, he goes, I'm I'm in conflict because the things I know I should do, I don't, yeah. and the things that I don't want to do, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a wretched man am I? You know, yeah. I mean, he even said that. And I, you know, if you live life at all, I mean, when you're a teenager, you don't think you could do anything wrong, even though you're messing up all over the place. <laughs> you get to be, you think you know everything. And then all of a sudden you come around, you have kids and you go, oh. And and then you get older and you go, gosh, I guess I can mess up and justify things. And then, so you realize the things that you really want to do, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't do those things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you don't do them. And I don't, you know, and I wish that I did. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the the human struggle. You know, how do I do what's right? I think the answer to that is, obviously I'm going to say this, Mm -hmm. I think the answer to that is a relationship with Christ. Because when you have Jesus in your heart, when you've asked him to to help you and to um, help you make the right choices and decisions, he really does, Mm -hmm. if we listen. But a lot of times we're selfish and we want to do what we want to do, and we don't really listen to what God is trying to say to us. Agreed. And one thing I was thinking as you were talking is, 
that we also need to take it one day at a time. That's and true. The Bible is very clear about not fretting over yesterday and not mm, fretting yeah. over tomorrow. But it says today is a day of salvation. And every day is a, a new day to say, God, can you help me? Um, help me listen to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and direct me and guide me. Um, you know, if there's someone that I'm supposed to reach out today through a card, a letter, a phone call, an email, an email, a, a text message, a text message, yes, a Twitter. Got to get in the 21st century. Right on. Um, so, you know, just to help to be obedient and listen to him every day. Yeah. And, um, I think a lot more people would be in tune with God if they didn't, if they weren't scared that they were, um, if they weren't scared that they didn't have it all right. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I mean, if, I mean, I know a lot of people that would say, well, I would never be a believer because I would never be a Christian because blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. When many of them are very close, that they're just scared of becoming like the people they don't want to be like. Mm. And they don't have to be that way. They don't have yeah. to. You don't have to become a cup, cut cut out cookie Christian. You don't have to be like the people that you don't like. You don't have to wear a like. polyester suit and have a comb over and a no. funny pocket protector. And carry around your big black Bible and whack people over the head. No, you can actually have a relationship with God without being religious. Mm. Go figure. And that's what we're all about. And that's why that's why we do the podcast. That's why we try to encourage folks you want to know what the difference between right and wrong is? Hook up with the guy that wrote and knows what right and wrong are. Mm-hmm. Then you then you get it. Yeah. Not that you'll do everything right and wrong, you just, but you'll have some at least some type of a standard that you can hang your hat well, on and go, you know, I may not do everything right, but I do know what is right and what's wrong. You know, we've talked before about the beginning in the Garden of Eden. And I think one point we should make is it's, we need something more than just knowing the difference between good and evil, because that's what Satan tempted Adam right. and Eve with. Yeah, he even said that. Yeah, and the the difference is before they followed Satan and gave in to temptation, they walked with God. They did, and so to me, it's like more important that you know God and that you walk with God than you spend time on being legalistic and concentrating on doing everything all perfect the rules, all yeah. the time. And I think the more you know God, the more you will do things that are kind and that are, are right yes. and that are good. Yes. And you'll have less time to do the things that are bad and that are evil. <laughs> well, I think people get very, this sounds really weird and bear with me, but I think people get so bibliocentric mm-hmm. that they forget to be Christocentric, which is Jesus really is, is the first thing that you should be loving not, mm-hmm. not. Oh, I might get in trouble for this, but not that the Bible isn't really cool because it really is, and it I is. really I, I love it. I think it's really awesome, and and I've I've read it many times, and and get a lot of great things out of it. But your relationship with God should be first, mm-hmm. and the Bible should enhance that. Yeah. Well, the the new don't throw anything at me, everybody. <laughs> the early church, when after Jesus, they didn't died, have a Bible. They didn't have the new. I mean, Testament. they had the Old Testament, yeah. but they didn't have the New Testament. And he, yet, here we are telling everybody to live the certain way out of the New Testament when those folks didn't have that. But they did. What they did have was a relationship mm-hmm. with Christ, and they were filled with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So there you go. Yeah. And so what what has changed now? We've taken a bunch of books that were written after the Old Testament and we say we're going to adhere to these things no matter what letter of the law 
yet we are missing the whole point of what we learn out of those books, Mm -hmm. which is have a relationship with God, Mm -hmm. and he will help you do what is right and wrong. Well, hopefully not what is wrong, but help you do what is right. (laughs) You know what I meant. I know. What I meant was tell the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, and help you to live live in the... a life that is led by his spirit and, and helps people and, out and and you you yeah. you get to do what you were made to do instead mm-hmm. of kind of what you think you were made to do well and i think it in our culture we've you talked about this in your newsletter a little bit this last week but in our culture i think sometimes christianity is how do i say this in a nice way but sometimes i think we try to make people into churchyites right instead of churchians instead of christians and (laughs) and i'm meaning that some in our western culture for those who live in the u.s sometimes we try to superimpose western culture or onto our belief system yeah instead of going by what the holy spirit and what the bible says because our culture is different than the the when the new testament was written mm-hmm. and sometimes we get our culture mixed in there and, and a relationship with christ yeah. was much more emphasized back then mm-hmm. in the time the bible was written and the and and the stories that we hear there was way more emphasis put on living your life for god than mm-hmm. going to a to going to the temple mm-hmm. the whole the whole reason jesus tipped everybody upside down with his teaching and everything is because he taught was he taught like somebody with authority and he didn't always do it in the temple. A lot of times he was on the hillsides. Yeah. I mean, he was he, in the towns. He, he was did, healing people. He, he did read <coughs> read the Old Testament scriptures yes. in the temple from time to time. But he, he did most of his teaching most in of his boats stuff, and that's it, right. on hillsides. He, and, instead of getting everybody to go to church, he took the church to them. Yeah. And that is, and by by his lifestyle, and he healed mm-hmm. people, and he helped people, and I think that it, everybody says, "Well, Jesus should be our example." Well, then, okay, mm-hmm. let's use his example, and let's 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 do more of reaching out to people because we love them and care about them, than because we get a notch on our our belt or our Bible, and and mm-hmm. you know, there's just just a whole lot more to living when it comes to God than just doing a set of rules. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. How was that? That was a kind of a fun discussion. Yeah, I, I, I hope that it helps some people. And yeah, I don't know. We'll get some feedback. Let <laughs> us know what you think. You can write to us, Rick at takehimwithyou.com or Amy at takehimwithyou.com. You can visit us on Facebook and leave a comment, too, because we always post the, the podcast at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer or slash amy.moyer. We'd love to hear feedback. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, let's pray, and then I'm going to play that interview, and that'll take us out. All right. All right. Father, thank you for each and every person that is listening to this podcast. And Lord, right and wrong sometimes can be so hard to figure out. But with you, Lord, you make it a lot easier. So I would pray, Lord, for each and every person that's listening, that that you would just open their heart to what is right and what is wrong, and that they would seek your face and and find you, God, in a, in a new way. And I just thank you. I thank you, God, that you care about us, that you're concerned about our lives, and that you want us to succeed. And And I do pray, God, that you would help us to see what right and what wrong is through your Bible and through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for this great day and for all the people listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay, there you go. Uh, we will be back next week. Our our podcast is called The Bucket List. So we're going to be talking about different things that you want to do before you pass away. We would love to get your feedback on that as well. I'll post a Facebook question and a Twitter question, but we'd love to hear your comments if you want to send an audio comment. What are some of the things you want to do? Give us one, you know, three, one to three uh, uh, things on your bucket list. What do you want to do before you kick the bucket? Should be interesting. Okay, everybody, uh, taking with you is a Moyer Multimedia Production LLC, all rights reserved, copyright 2011. Here's the interview that I did on KXRO about MW Orbit. I hope you enjoy it and we'll see you next time. They paradise and put up a fucking line With a pink hotel of boots you're gonna swing in hot spot Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone They be in paradise and put up a fucking line On January 10th, 2011, I was blessed and privileged to be on Live at Nine, a local radio program with Pat and Darwin. And so I asked them permission to record the interview, or actually afterwards I asked if I could play it because I recorded it, and they said sure. So here's that radio interview all about the MW Orbit Project. I hope you enjoy it. And a special thanks again to KXRO, Pat and Darwin for interviewing. It was a lot of fun really enjoyed my time guys thanks and here's the interview oh and a special thanks to my friend jeff job from canada for recording the interview for me kxro live at nine your talk show for the latest local news politics and entertainment on kxro news radio and good morning kxro live at nine pat anderson along with darwin sheroff the sweet sounds you hear are me Back from two weeks of vacation in the exotic locale of Central Park. Palm trees and all. Oh, it's beautiful this time of year. It is, actually, it it is really nice. Nice and very, very thick with trees, (laughs) forest. Yeah. This is really my first day back in 2011. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, this is actually this is it. This is my first day back on KXRO in three weeks as oh, well. Oh, really? So, All right, yeah. well, good for you. Well, we're twinsies, you and We are. And welcome to the show. Here's what we have on tap. Uh, later in the show, we are going to be joined by Ted Beaner from the National Weather Service. I'm going to be sticking it to him on this weather, <laughs> which is supposed to be mostly sunny skies. We'll talk to him. If yes. you can't talk to Mother Nature, you talk to Ted. Exactly. He's you got all the info. Uh, Chuck Wallace... With the Grace Harbor Emergency Management, he's his deputy director. His uh, Eagles stunk it up yesterday. Yeah. So, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, of course, how to get prepared for you know all the snow we're supposed to get. But our first guest, first half hour, Rick Moyer, man, musician, local boy, sci-fi enthusiast, geek. <laughs> it's okay. I like to work all around. Great guy, Rick. How are you? I am doing great. Thanks for having me uh, on the show today. A absolutely, lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. It's always fun to have Rick. Rick is in. I say old. I'll say old radio guy. I'm, I'm getting up there now. From, it's okay. From back there, the old KGHO days. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to work here. 
I no, was you on. did not. You did not work I here. I did work here. I worked on KXRO. Who fired you? Who fired you? Hey, Reese, remember, well, I, Reese can, I, can I talk about the competition? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Anyway, Reese was my boss, and I worked with a bunch of people over here. They, they were so mean to me, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would light my news copy on fire. Yeah. And well, then, then and they had, like, I won't even tell you some of the things. Sure. It well, was that's, bad. You know, that's the PG-13 <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of fun. Well, oh, yeah. I'll tell you, radio was the most. I've, that was the best career I ever had. So when did you work at KXRO? Gosh. Well, let me see. It was right about the time I got married. So 1986, okay. around there, 85. Well, yeah, you predated me by back, about four years. Back so. in the 80s. 80s, yeah. Hey, KDUS. <laughs> nice. Yeah, rocking the coast. Yeah, I remember those days. They were a lot of fun. So, Rick, you have, you've done so many things in yeah. your, your short, your short life, life on on this planet. You have, you've been a, a pastor. I have. Youth pastor. I have, for years and years. Yeah. A minister. Yeah. A musician, of course. You've always done music, haven't I've you? I've done music ever. Well, I was the drum major of the Hoquiam High School Band back in the day. <laughs> I know, I don't look like it, but I was. <laughs> did you do any fun moves? I did lots. Of, I, got, I got awards and trophies and had a great time with the band. They you were great. You are going to need to YouTube some of that stuff so we can all see it. Yeah, well, I've got yeah. a few pictures on Facebook if anybody wants really? to see them. Right, oh, yes. I'm going yes. to go look. We're going to see. Right. But you have most recently, you've had several musical projects. Uh, the mm-hmm. one <clears throat> recently uh, is called Stargazer. We brought mm-hmm. you in for that. We talked about that. And it was music set to... Watch the stars. Stars. Yeah, basically you put, it, put it on your iPod get, or your CD player, which most people have iPods nowadays, yeah. but, and you look up at the sky, and instead of sitting there you know, hearing the neighbor's dog bark yeah. and your kids fussing inside the house, you just turn off all the lights. Look up at the sky and get lost in the music. It was it was a lot of fun and a good project. I might add, I'm pretty sure Rick's drug free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's pretty spacey. What? How? What? It, you must be a fan of you know, the stars and astrological. Ever things. since I was a little kid, we lived at way out the East Hoquiam Road. Yeah. Rode the school bus to Hokum High School, you know, a lot of fun. But ever since I was a little kid, I lived out in the country where when it gets dark at night, it really gets dark at night. Sure. And, if, and I know, not very often in Grace Harbor, I, I would gaze up at the sky, and instead of seeing clouds, I would see stars. I spent hours doing that. I loved it. I was just fascinated by it. Mm. And then, of course, I, it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to be a, a sci-fi fan. Sure. Well, we're going to get to that whole sci-fi <laughs> thing. Yeah. I got my geek card with what, me today. What came first? The chicken or the egg? I, that's a, a, a philosophical and spiritual conversation well, for a later... in your cut. case, yeah. the sci-fi geekiness mm-hmm. or music? Boy, that's a good question. I don't know. I've always loved music. I would, I would play the, the stand-up piano at our house for hours, much to my mom's chagrin. She would just... She was nice to me. Let's just put it that way, because I banged on that. And I, I guess when I heard like ACDC and Heart stuff, my brother was playing. I just, I said, "Oh my gosh, this is cool!" And I wanted to do, I wanted to be a rock star. So music, music, music came, came first. first. Yeah. Then of course the late seventies came. Yeah, and then yeah, and then, yeah, and then you know, they. Oh, but but, you say you you are more of a Star Trek enthusiast. Than Star Wars? Than Star Wars. Yeah. Our latest, we do a podcast, my wife and I, and mm-hmm. our latest podcast is called How, Why We Love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But in the podcast, I reveal something quite 
controversial to Shocking. the geek people. Yeah, no. I tell people, <laughs> Star Star Wars versus Star Trek, what's best? Yeah. Or what do you like the best? And I always say I love Star Trek the best. And here's the reason why. Okay. Everybody hold on to your horses. All right. Because Star Wars only has six movies and then the Clone Wars that they just put on the cartoon, cartoon channel. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's cool and everything. But Star Trek had how many franchises? Oh, my gosh. The old one. You got Next Generation. You got Voyager. You got Deep Space Nine. You got Enterprise. Come on. Let's just get geeky. It has way more hours of entertainment. So Star Trek wins, and it's more intelligent than Star Wars. I thought you were going to say the thing that swung into Star Trek was William Shatner. I mean. Oh, uh, no. No? You know, no? the Shat, he's pretty, he's pretty funny. I've read his autobiographies and all that jazz, you know, and, you know. Uh, you know what? He might have an ego, that William Shatner. He might have a chip. Right I'm, I'm not sure he does. <laughs> so now, ladies and gents, we know yes. where My the sci-fi enthusiast in you came from. Yes. Right. So what you've recently created mm -hmm. is this latest musical project that we're getting to here. It's called M.W. Orbit. It is. Now, what is this? Well, I took... I've been doing a bunch of work with a, a guy from Australia named Stefan Sonak, who does The Martians Are Here. Mm -hmm. And he's a writer and a producer and everything. And he hired me to do the, the background music and the narrating of his script. Okay? Well, check this out. With MW Orbit, I had this idea of taking not just the instrumental music that I'd done in Stargazer, but producing an entire story and filling the entire disc, an hour and 18 minutes, with a story... Uh, about this little guy named M.W. Orbit, which is a little probe that is, is been, has been, of course, it's all made up. I just want everybody to know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, this little probe that goes out and is launched into the Milky Way galaxy to look for life in the heavens. It's kind of like WALL-E. A little bit like WALL-E, but not quite. Okay. You're not ripping off Pixar, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Anything I can do. No, I'm not. But anyway... Um, so you hear not only um, music with this whole project, but you also hear actors that do lines and different things, yeah. and you watch this progression of this little guy that gets launched out, and he's an artificially intelligent probe, so he has to make his own decisions. He goes through a little crisis in the middle of his journey, and then the end has a big twist to it. And it's all done with music and cool stuff. What types of instruments? Gosh, well, one of my biggest influences as a kid was Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. And yes, I was drug free when I listened to oh, it. Just yeah. want you to know, back oh, then I sure was. Uh -huh. sure, but know. anyway, I loved how they integrated sound effects and different things with it. Essentially, pioneers of the concept album. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Alan Parsons Project, uh, ELO, um, any of those kind of bands. I just listened. To, I just ate them up. Yeah. And so when I went to go create some, I thought, you know, there's other people out there that love this kind of thing. And so I took my love for rock and roll, I, and I, I love hard stuff, but I also like mellow stuff. I play piano, I play guitar, all this stuff. So I mix those all together so you have various moods that go along with the album. This is Rick Moyer from MW Orbit, and it's Think Like a Vulcan. Oh.
thinking like a Vulcan right now. I don't know how a Vulcan thinks, though. They very logically. Oh, very logically. Very logically. Black and white. Absolutely. Got to make sense. No emotion. That is a, a parody song that Rick has done. He's done many parodies. Lots and lots. And dozens and dozens, mm -hmm. maybe even hundreds. And they go out over a podcast over that, that goes all over all over the world with a friend of mine named Rick Dosty mm -hmm. that uh, does a thing called Treks in Sci-Fi. And he reviews Star Trek episodes, Star Wars, uh, Lord of the Rings. Like I did a, a hilarious parody of Lord of the Rings instead of uh, John Mellencamp's um, Jack and Diane. I did Frodo and Sam. <laughs> and that everybody loved that one. There was tons of downloads on that one. But I, I, I submitted it to him. Then he puts it on the podcast and it goes all over the world. A lot of fun. This is from MWOrbits.com, Rick's website, which is dedicated to this. The whole project. Album. Yeah. It's a short story as well. They can read the blog and it has a whole lot more details than the C D because while well, you can't cram hours and hours onto one C D, so yeah. check out a little of this from MW Orbits from Rick Moyer. I sense maybe a little Trans-Siberian Orchestra Absolutely. here as well. So, oh, yeah. yeah, those guys are awesome. If I didn't have a broken leg, I'd probably be dancing right now. Yeah, but is it really broken? Yeah, it's I'm broken. getting video of this. YouTube, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rick Moyer is our guest. And we're talking about Rick's latest project. It's called MW Orbits. Mm -hmm. And it is available for you to listen to parts of it anyway. Yep. Online at yeah. mw-orbit.com where you can check that out. There's 13 songs on this. So when somebody listens to this, let's. when I listen to music and new stuff, i, I got to be in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. What are people thinking about when this they is, need to listen to this? Boy, this is one where you just kind of like, if you have a commute or, or you're going to be just relaxing for the evening, kicking back a little bit, it, it's a story, so it's really pro, it progresses. So I don't know. You kind of just have to be in the mood of just kind of checking out for a while. Checking and just out. enjoying it. Yeah. As my kids would say, chillaxin. Chillaxin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, you know, you're combining two sweet words there. The yeah. chill and the relax. Yeah, that works. It means you, you know you, you mean business. So. Yeah. The cool part is I, 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 I've learned the process of now getting my music on iTunes, which is a lot of fun. And it's on CD Baby as yeah. well, isn't it? That's, that's actually, you know, uh, Melina Castle, a local artist mm -hmm. here. Um, she put her CD out on CD Baby, and I kind of emailed her and said, how did you do that? She said, really easy, just go through this and whatever. So I got a hold of those folks, and they do all my distribution. It's great. Wow. Yeah. So you can find you many places. Yes, you can. All over the place. So. Amazon and all over. Okay, let's get back to the whole sci-fi thing. All right, I like that. Since this is, it's very, it's almost in line. It's very space age. Yes, it is. Yeah. You're more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. I know this is a big... To me, it seems like, Rick, this is an inner struggle you have within you. 
Nah, not really. Some I mean, people good and evil. Not you. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Has well, this I like you both. Out? Okay. I like both. But if you if I had my preference, if today they they lined us all up and said either Star Trek or Star Wars, mm. live or die, Star Trek. What era? Oh, gosh, Next Generation. Absolutely love Captain Picard. Oh, okay. I, in fact, one of my favorite parody songs I ever did was to ACDC's uh, TNT. Mm -hmm. I did TNG for The Next Generation. And, wow. Yeah, and that was my favorite. You know, one of the lines in it is, I think, uh, Deanna to the left of me and Riker to my right. You know. Um, you have got to know your Star Trek characters. Yeah. Well, I even put out a Christmas album called Merry Trekmas. Yeah. Full of Trekmas um, music, and people just love that album. Just go crazy over it. Like John Luke, the bald head captain, instead of Rudolph the red nosed uh, reindeer. I will Have yourself a hairy little creature, like Tribbles, you know? Wow. Little Tribbles. If anyone ever gets on Jeopardy, you need to call this guy in case you've got a Star Trek. Use your board. lifeline if yeah. you're on Who Wants yeah. to Be a Millionaire. Exactly. Call, call me. He will I'll know. let you know how many pips were on the side of John Luke Picard's. Uh, uniform. The latest Star Trek movie. What was your feedback on that? Oh, I st I waited. I bought my tickets to the IMAX theater in Olympia mm -hmm. to see this baby. Took a bunch of my fellow geeky friends, met together, had dinner, and I watched it. And I'm telling you, I teared up Did when the really? Star Trek logo came onto the screen. Man, wow. it was a great movie. So happy that they. Did it. J.J. Abrams rocked the house. In fact, I even did a song about that. You know the tink was it? You know was it? Is it the Ting Tings? Is that what they're called? Is that that shut up and let me go or something like that? Well, I I, I did the the song shut up, and let's just go to the Star Trek movie. You know, <laughs> because there was this big controversy. People were like, you can't redo Star Trek. You can't redo Kirk and Spock and all. Well, yeah, you can if you're J.J. Abrams. You rock it. You know, I never got into the Star Trek. I used to watch it. And I always thought it was kind of interesting, but I never got into the whole sci-fi thing. Well, you don't live too far from me. I've got a whole no. library. I'll just help you out. Yeah, the, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then the Star Wars. I, I went and I saw the Star Wars movies, and it was like, oh, that's cool. But I never really got into them. But I said, you know what? I've heard good things about the Star Trek movie, and I saw it on DVD. So I saw it after the whole hoopla was gone. Mm -hmm. and I thought, this is a really good movie. It was really good. Very well done. Not necessarily for the whole sci-fi no, outer it, space thing, well, but the storyline was fantastic. Exactly, and I think that's the... You know, I think, I think people can be all geeky and they look, look at the space aspect of science fiction and stuff like that, but really, honestly, it's just really good stories. And, and when, you st when you get into that, if you like a good story, if you can overlook all the other stuff and get, out, get down to that, there's some rich storylines there. And, I, and with a crew, of course, like, like Star Trek that's been around mm -hmm. for 40 years, you do a movie with that, and you can write some really cool stuff. And people really get into it, even if they're not a geek. Yeah. Were you disappointed that um, what's-his-face wasn't in the movie? What's his name? William, William Shatner. Sh William Shatner. <laughs> I don't know how they would have put him in. He would have had to have done like, a, like the, you know, the the intro or something yeah. and i don't know i don't think he would have fit in it but it, it was kind of sad not to see his mug on the yeah. on the screen but well, that's okay at least he could have done like the please turn your cell phones off announcement yeah that would have been hilarious <laughs> that would have been great no he would he would have said turn off your communicators that's they, what he they could have used him they, they could have they actually had you know the little trivia they actually had some stuff written for him to be in it but it just it would have been just throw it in there. It wouldn't have really worked with the movie, and so they just didn't. Wouldn't have worked. Yeah. 
What should we know about MW Orbit, Rick, your latest project? Um, if you want something that uh, takes people on a journey, if you want um, kind of relive some of the progressive rock of the, the 80s and 90s, uh, that's the album for you. It's a lot of fun. You can get it here locally at um, like Techline and Ocean Palace and um, have it at Roosevelt's Music Center. Um, it's just a really fun little journey, and it's cool because... Um, it's done locally. I mean, you can grab a hold of this yeah. thing and listen to somebody, you know. I mean, I, I remember being on the KDUX sampler with my uh, band years ago. Yes. Been playing music here all, you know, all my life. And it's just a lot of fun to support local musicians and, and work on that. I mean, I buy it. If anybody comes out with a CD around here, I go buy it just because it's cool. Yeah, that was volume one. That was 17 years ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was Lookout. Weren't you in Lookout? At the... Well, I was. No, I was in a band called The Church at That's the time. right, The Church. Okay, all right. And I think we did All But Mortal with Mike Perignon yeah. um Don Stone from Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. He played guitar on yeah. it. And uh, Kenny Miller did the, the drums on it, and I sang and played bass. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. Well, this is called the MW Orbit. Latest from Rick Moyer. You can check it out online, mw-orbit.com. You'll see Rick all over the place, around town and, and wherever, and online as well. Rick Moyer, we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much. And, and Pat, you someday you will be a geek. <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> KXRO News Radio, straight ahead, Ian, with our news headlines. And MW Orbit from Rick Moyer. Will take us to the bottom of the hour. KXRO News Radio, the harbor's choice for news, sports, and weather, starts now. There you go. That was my interview on Live at Nine with uh, Pat and Darwin. Thanks again, guys. It was a great time. Listen, if you want to get a hold of the MW Orbit CD, you can go to Techline in Aberdeen, Ocean Palace, or Roosevelt's Music Center. Or, of course, you can always download it online by searching iTunes for MW Orbit Rick Moyer or Amazon Rhapsody. It's available at cdbaby.com as well. Thanks again, everybody. Hope you have a great day. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Is that the cat? <laughs> She's purring in the mic. Listen. Oh, that was quick. <laughs>